Yeah. Let's talk about these crazy bitches, man. These crazy bitches. Yeah. Hot as a habanero pepper, that pussy good bitch, I almost left ya. Get this girl a doctor, any doc shit, Dr. Pepper. Ay, my perspective, bitch, you crazy, bitch, you got issues. I can't get this bitch to lead till I pull out a pistol. My fat hoe, all I gotta do is buy crystals. I regret the day I met you, bitch, I won't miss you. Psych, I'm in love with these crazy bitches. She tried to split a wrist, so now this bitch got 80 stitches. They come off free to no beginning, but we know they vicious. We argue every night up in the kitchen throwing dishes. Kato called the cops, we fighting. In this nail shop She on some talking shit She popping out my mailbox She going through a nigga's phone Every five minutes I call her creeping in my trunk Trying to hide in it Damn baby Can the nigga free This bitch was standing over me With a kitchen knife When I was asleep Let me take you niggas to church. church. Shed tears for my family that's in the dirt. Can't run away from the feeling niggas is hurt. Before it get better, they say it's gonna get worse. Uh, let me take you niggas to church. Rest in peace to my niggas that's in the dirt. Can't run away from the feeling niggas is hurt. Before it get better, they say it's gonna get worse. My next guest is a rapper who started out his career on Hobson's record label, Funk Volume, in 2012. Fast forward to 2020, he has recently left Rock Nation and is now independent. He's consistently releasing singles and has a podcast called The High School Dropouts. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaron Benton. Underneath the pillowcase, a motherfucker wanna try to trust pass. Niggas spin the right like a bus pass. I go look over and say, watch your nuts pass. See the heavy metal better duck fast. Yeah, you hear that cannon yell? I close the casket and hammer and nail. Shit get darker than Annabelle. Or Amityville, my sanity will abandon me. No man, I can't even feel. I can't even be real. My energy's ill. A fool by Merkel make my enemy new. Welcome back, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Jaron Benton. I'm in here. <laughs> Good morning. Good afternoon, good night, Seattle. <laughs> Dude, the um, the other day I was when I was doing research and like listening to previous freestyles and interviews of you, I uh, I came across your podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> though yeah, we've been uh, podcasting, man. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> I, this is the second podcast I, I I've attempted to do. Um, the first mm-hmm. one was called High School. No, damn, I'm tripping. The new one is High School Dropout. <laughs> then I had one called Behind Bars with two of my homies, man. So I don't know. We'll see where this shit goes. Mm, for sure, man. It was a like my first introduction to it was I just because you just posted an episode like a few days ago and I saw it and I was like, Oh yeah, is this? I didn't know if you were getting interviewed or if it was like your podcast for the first few minutes because the first few minutes you're just going out on Hulk Hogan's wife oh, and yeah, I was like, yeah, that, bitch. <laughs> that bitch, she pissed me off, man. <laughs> 
Linda Hogan. <laughs> she really pissed me off. Yeah, um, that was that. Yeah, that was that was from the podcast. See what the pandemic does, man. It it got me doing. It's got me producing. It's got me doing podcasts. Mm. Open the door for a lot of shit. For sure. <laughs> so, did you create the podcast because of the pandemic, and you just had like extra time on your hands, or how did that come about? No, the irony of it is I always because the podcast i did before that was um i probably did it like in 2018 and then just i didn't i was all i'm constantly on the road so um by me being on the road a lot kind of hindered me from you know doing a lot with it so i wanted to jump back on it and the irony of it is we actually the first episode we was in california and we, we did the first episode in los angeles and i mm -hmm. went back home and i was going to go back to los angeles but literally that next week, now I was I was I went did the first episode. We got a studio space in Los Angeles. We did the first episode. It was dope. Went back home for two weeks, and I was gonna go back to Los Angeles to um you know to record some more. And mm -hmm. that's when the pandemic started. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so we've been doing them over Zoom since. But yeah, no, it's it's been something I've I've been trying to do. Mm -hmm. It's awesome though when like artists do anything, whether it's like. I always bring up like Tyler, Tyler the Creator when he had like the Loiter Squad show or oh, like yeah. anything like that. Anything that you can like gain, more, be more personal with the artist, it's like always a cool thing. Like um, Joe Budden, he doesn't even have to make music ever again. He could just do his podcast. I would love to get like, like that. that. I have a fucking, I'm not even going to tell, I have a TV show <laughs> idea that is so fucking phenomenal and so groundbreaking. So oh, yeah. what I'm about to do is take some time and try to write like a pilot episode. And I'm gonna try to pitch mm -hmm. it. I got a couple of friends that got some TV shows off of Hollywood, but this this shit is if someone picked this up, it's the most it's the illest shit. I'm not even gonna tell you the idea, but I swear to God, <laughs> and I know everyone says that, but I coming from a movie TV show enthusiast. What is it? Enthusiastic. What is it? What do you call those people? En enthusiast. Enthusiast. There we go. Connoisseur. <laughs> from coming from the TV show movie connoisseur, bro. This idea. It's like I'm I'm like tripping like wow I was blessed with this idea <laughs> like holy shit it's like having a hit record but the record's is not out yet <laughs> this no, idea is insane bro it's so fucking dope that I'm like it hit me so it's like I have to get it out because I don't want the I don't want this idea of someone else like sparking this shit before oh, I do shit. it it's 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 yeah. like if I told you you'll be like oh shit <laughs> it's fucking crazy but is it going to be animated because of the coronavirus? No, no. Are you going to be actors? I, I want it. I want it to be actors. It's um the best uh the best way I can describe it without giving giving it away is uh Black Mirror type ish shit. But it's an oh, idea. Shit. I can't even tell you, dude. I'm gonna fuck around <laughs> and tell you, and then somebody go steal this shit. It's too. It's too good. It's like yo, wow. I understand. No one's wow. This is too good. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've been binging a ton of shows. Like, I don't even watch TV usually because I'm always doing things. Yeah. And I am, um, like, literally within the last week, I'm on season 10 of The Walking Dead, which I am, like, 10 seasons in a week. That's awful. That's insane, and then... bro. You did 10 seasons in a fucking week? Wow. <laughs> Crazy. I don't even watch TV like tell that. Tell me, tell me this, because I'm a Walking Dead fan, but I've actually, I honestly think they need to let that show go because it's starting to suck. Which one is season mm. ten? Like, what are, what's going on? Oh shit, it's awful. Basically, you saw season nine, right? I, I'm so I'm seeing all of them. I just don't fucking know mm. which season is which. So basically, like in season nine, Rick 
died, but okay, didn't really yeah. die. So now you're on a season after that. It, it, it sucks, y'all. Yeah. Just cut it off. It, yeah. It, it, it sucks. You already <laughs> finished this, so you. So now you're waiting on a new one. Yeah, because they're they're airing the last episode of season ten, like in July, hopefully. They have because things are trying to open up. They yeah, because they didn't they they didn't air the last episode, did they? Because I yet. was looking at it's that just, one episode, I was wondering is that the last episode? Like that's how they ended it? Okay. Mm. See, this shit it, it's starting to suck, man. Walking Dead went down. I hate that a good show like that <laughs> is just not doing. It's just I don't know. Mm. It's not. It's not super whack, but it's just not the shit like it used to be. It it got whack after. Um, I think they could have easily ended it like maybe a few episodes after Negan like yes. killed Glenn. I agree. Like. To carry on that whole crazy. Negan shit, dude, is just like, all right, come the fuck on, mm. man. Let it go. Yeah. I'll tell you another show that, I don't know if you got a chance to watch this show, it sucks, too. They The first season was dope, and they just got carried away, like, what the fuck are y'all doing with Westworld? <laughs> oh, I still haven't seen that yet. It's, it's not good. <laughs> only the first season. The other two suck mm. bad. I also binged, because um, it's been like three or four months, and this is the most I've ever watched TV. I... I binged Ozark. I love Ozark. Ozark was good. That's dope. Um, Breaking Bad. I finished Breaking, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad which was, was dope. Good. Yep. And then um, Atlanta and Dave. I like those two Dave shows a lot. Dave is hilarious. I've, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the irony. Coming from a guy that's from Atlanta, I've, I never watched one episode of Atlanta ever. It's good, dude, actually. it's I, I, I don't know what it is, man. Um, Cause I'm from Atlanta. I seen one. I did. I take that back. I seen one episode and I thought it was amazing. It was the episode with Cat Williams. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was <laughs> hilarious. But I, I, I don't know. I just hadn't had the time to watch. But I did watch Dave. That shit was hilarious. Dude, it's cause like what happened with Atlanta. Like Childish Gambino, he had a name at that point, but like he couldn't get, or maybe he just chose not to get that big of artists on it. Like he had the Migos on it, and then like he had like a. There was this one episode where they were like at Drake's mansion and it turned out Drake wasn't actually there in the episode and girls were like taking pictures with like a cut cardboard cutout of him. Oh, and that's shit. what the whole episode is about. But and then Dave, they have like he has like any artist you can think of, like has some type of cameo in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I thought was awesome. Dave's shit is hilarious, man. I'm a, I'm gonna go back and watch Atlanta. Check that shit out. Yeah, it's it's pretty fire, man. But um <laughs> it's crazy that everything has to be already done and now they're putting it out or it has to be animated that's what's kind of yeah it's that, pretty insane i heard they were going to open up the movie um they were going to open up the film in when was it like in two weeks or something yeah my son in the back man excuse him no worries <laughs> i don't know i feel like i i think the coronavirus is kind of like it of course it's real but i think it's serious and we're not just we're not really paying attention to it like yeah. These protests and everything, it's the protests are still relatively new. Maybe three weeks now at the tops, but I think it's closer to two weeks. Yeah. And um, it takes like 14 days or something for symptoms to kick in. What's so I think this summer is going to be freaking insane when they start to like actually put in numbers. And I hope not, man. I was just watching some shit um, on one of these news networks, nigga CNN, where it was these chicks... I think it was a group, not just chicks, but it was, it was, they had three women on there that were doing an interview. They went out, they all partied like 16 people. They all went to this bar and they all, I think, got hit with the corona. And three of them were like, they immediately, like, shit started feeling symptoms. 
yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, believe that? I don't. That. I don't fucking. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't fucking know, man. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I actually. Uh, <laughs> I started up a second podcast, and it's it's called BBC for Blake Burton conspiracies. Yeah. And <laughs> I I've only done like two episodes on it because like. We started it right before quarantine hit and everything, and then I like to do most of my stuff at my studio, but Zoom is working just as fine. But like for that type of, because it's it's like a very like, it's it's a it's like a podcast with like you we have a co-host for that one, so it's more like you got to like feel off each other's energy, and it's not you can't really feel off each other's energy like over Zoom, over Zoom as much, yeah. you know. I can I can dig that. But um, but um, like um two months ago, I did like a second episode just to put it out there, and it was like nine. We had like nine guests all on a Zoom chat, and it was like, people that were in high school, people who graduated high school, people who were working in Target, people who were working in, um, like, the health industry, a few artists, just so we can get, like, a wide, like, a wide range of, like, what everyone was thinking about the whole thing. Yeah. And that was a, that was a pretty cool conversation, because, What's the like general says, like, does, does people feel like it's fake, or people feel like it's legit? Well, it was like right when the quarantine started, and they were they were taking it pretty seriously too, and they thought it was a real thing for sure. Yeah, when I it think, first hit, it was kind of like, oh shit, this shit, yeah, serious. I don't know, man. They just keep coming up with so many different, and I guess because it's new, they don't really know what they're dealing with. But it's like new fucking rules every week. It's some shit. It's like <laughs> I don't. How do you? I don't even know how to maneuver through this shit because every fucking week you find out something new. It's like, oh, you can wear a mask, then you can't wear a mask. Uh, you gotta wash your hand. Oh, now we just found out that the fucking hand sanitizer, you gotta do that for 30 seconds. It's like, what? Oh it's like God. every fuck, now, now we found out asymptomatic is rare. It's like, I mean, mm. yo, holy shit, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I know. Headache, it's, man. I, I just kind of, because I was in such a like, routine like before this coronavirus hit like it took me a few months because i my my podcast is about to reach a year in like july i think Great. so it took me a few months it was started it started it was like bumpy at first you know like uh i had to like get like very brand new soundcloud artists that maybe i didn't believe in their music maybe i did just so i can start having guests and then i started getting to a rhythm at one point i was having like four guests at my studio each time i went to it just so i could like maximize like everything I was doing, I was in a rhythm, and then this whole thing hit, and it just like made me slow down. And I was like, "Oh my yeah. gosh!" This shit slowed everything but, um, down. Mm. So you released a you released a project like a few weeks ago, or was it's in 2020? I don't know if it was a few weeks ago or what, because like on Apple Music and Google Play, it just says 2020. But it's like yeah, that, um, that minky. It was a, it was a little small EP I did, man, and it it was what it was. It was it was some tracks. I did a project. Um, in 2016 or 17, maybe one of them. I think it was 17. I don't fucking know. 16, maybe. Mm. It was called The Meat Coat Killer. Um, and yeah. there were some songs on there that I didn't put, and I, I I didn't put those songs for streaming. You was only able to get those songs if you came to a show and um, you purchased, like, maybe a hard copy or some shit like that. So I finally just said, fuck it, and put the project out <laughs> and put the four tracks that I never released and just called it the lost fourth. So yeah, that was the mm. that was the um latest shit I put out in twenty twenty. That was the last project I put out. Uh, and and mm. and with um I've been just putting out just random tracks here and there. I've probably put out ten so far since twenty twenty, just ten just random loose tracks never heard yeah, before. Yeah. So I like the the church song and the song with Hoppa was pretty good. 
Oh yeah, appreciate that. Skeleton fire. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. burn it down. Yeah, appreciate mm. that, man. Do you know what that? Let me look it up. There's this um one beat you used on the Mink album. Uh huh. And uh, it's like my uh, it's like one of my favorite instrumentals. And like Wiz Khalifa used it. Uh, you used it. Let me see what it's called. One second. It's like one of the last tracks on the on the project. I think it was the crazy crazy bitches song like the do you know what the instrumental is that oh for that? you know what it damn i don't know where that dude sample one of the producers sampled it from um i don't know i have no fucking idea but i've actually like, heard the real song before where he sampled it mm. i just don't remember the name of the artist um uh, you know what? I think it was like Smokey Robinson song, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Smokey. Yeah. I was looking at this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that song's dope. I love that instrumental. Like whenever anyone uses that. Yeah, just... bro. That shit was uh. hard. <laughs> yeah, I love For that. Sure. Same. That's the that's one of them beats where you could you don't really have to do too much shit to it. Just like that that sample in general is just fucking fire. It is, man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, bro. Yes. So one thing I wanted to talk about is because. A lot of up-and-coming artists, like in Seattle especially, there's not really any big record labels, so a lot of them want to be like independent or maybe like Little Mosey. You know who Little Mosey yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, I think his family started a record label or something like that that helped him gain popularity. It was something like that. It was like in the family. So he okay, was able I'm, to get like a record label. To- I don't mean to cut you off. Now I'm fucked up because I'm thinking of Mozzie. Oh no, Mozzie's from Sacramento. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Lil Mosey. Mm-hmm. Hit me put, hit, hit me with his shit. What is what is He's like um What's his popular song? I'm trying to think if I heard oh, it. Shit. I think his newest song is like Blueberry Fake Fuego. Yeah, okay. I heard like, him. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they play that and shit like, he's uh, like, here in Atlanta actually. I bet. <laughs> it's like a summertime song for sure. Yeah. But um the thing is like there's not really what I've noticed is like the artists who've really done something in Seattle, they somehow like made their own lane with maybe maybe it's their own record label, or they went out out of the box to connect with artists that Seattle artists wouldn't think of to connect with. So I was just, what what's your opinions on? Because you were in between, like once you left um, Funk Volume, I'm guessing you're like independent for a few years before signing yeah. to Rock Nation, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's a little different for you because you were established at that point when you're independent. But what are some what are some things, pros of being independent during that time period, and what are some pros of being to, in a label that you can share to the audience? The pros and the cons, the pros of being independent is you could do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. Um, let's say, if, like for instance, like I said, if I want to throw a fucking song out right now, I could just upload it and put it the fuck out. When you're on a label, there's so many different protocols to go through before you put a song out. Um, Sometimes it'll take like a three week to a month protocol just to put one mm. song out. And for for um for albums, sometimes it's a three month protocol. Like you have to turn in the album and it takes them three months to kind of implement all the things that they need to do before it's out. So with the waiting game with the major labels, that's the big difference. I like the freedom to just move how you want to move. Um, and you always got to get shit cleared through the labels as well. Like I said, you put a song um, they want to go through whoever you got featured on it. They got to get clearance from that person. If that person is on a label, like uh, I remember one time I had an asshole with some shit. This was back when John Connor was signed to Aftermath, and he, you know Aftermath is mm. um uh, fucking what is it? What the fuck is Aftermath under? 
what's the mother label? Uh, um, in the Interscope. Is it Interscope? Interscope. And at that time, I was on Warner, Warner, um, and so it was just took a while to get like the clearance between two labels to mm. let him on this, and it, it's just so much. It's so much, um, so much more shit you got to go through with being on an independent label. And let's say if I wanted to. I don't know. It's just too much. It's a lot of protocol when you're on a major label versus independent. Independent and right. says it all itself. The name independent. You're independent. You do the fuck you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Labels is just. It's a good. I think you know they they work and they don't work depending on the artist and depending on how you deal the structure. Um, mm-hmm. I just me personally, I don't like all the protocol thing. Um, especially right. the type of artist I am. I'm a type of artist just like putting out a lot of shit when I want to do it. And, you know, it's a new day and era. It's, it's a new time. You can't really be really stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Like, You're schizo. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, but then the cons to a major label is they are plugged in. So let's say um, you got your, you got your A&R, you got your publicist that's already plugged in the system. And so if you do want to throw some shit out, they could kind of find like cool, um, you know, premieres. Like, let's say if I want some shit on like Complex or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's easy for a label to say, hey, we just got in contact with Complex. They're going to premiere this song or, you know, the label still kind of got their hands in other things like, hey, um, we're going to have you at the BET Awards and shit versus if you were independent, if you don't have the relationships with those people to make that happen, it's kind of it's kind of hard. So the cons, the pros with the labels is they got they still kind of have their hands in the mix of certain shit that they can, you know, bigger things they can kind of make happen for you. So when you're independent though, you still like, you still have like a manager and you still kind of have a team. It's just not the label or how do that's to be successful that's, being independent. That's completely up to you. Um, I think the best way of being successful independent is, um, you necessarily don't, if you have a manager, just make sure it's somebody, just make sure the lines and, and the, um, uh, just make sure everything is drawn out to your expectations. What do you expect from yeah. this manager? What is it you're expecting them to do? What 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 is their um, you know, what are the responsibilities of a manager? You know, you got to lay that out for your manager. I, I think if you come in here and you and your manager don't have a clear um, view of what what the goal is and what's his responsibility and what's your responsibility, you can kind of shit kind of can get kind of twisted. But when you're mm-hmm. independent. Um, I think the best way to, I think the best thing you should do as independent is just kind of work on building fans. And I think one of the good ways of building fans is staying um, engaged with your fans. Like talk to them, um, read the comments, comment back, um, mm-hmm. shit, invite them, like do like little special shit for them. Like, hey, um, you know, if, if y'all dig this, I'm giving you something exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Just that, that fan yeah. engagement. So I think the independent game is you going out there literally building a fan base doing a lot of shows um and at 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 one point you know you you might start at the bottom um but it's a grind you just got to kind of work your relationships and work your way up um it's a consistent grind independent that is the cons about independent (laughs) is it's a consistent fucking grind like you Mm got to consistently tour you got to consider you know because you don't unless you hire a publicist, you can hire a publicist, but not too many people just got like tens of thousands of dollars just sitting around to, you know, put on a publicist. 
And that's independent on the publishers. You don't even know if you're going to get a good one. So it's a constant fucking grind doing an independent shit, but it pays off. Like if you want the freedom, hey, I dig it. I dig the freedom. And something, uh, you made a good point about the manager thing. Something I've noticed with um, when it comes to up and coming artists, they try to use kind of their friends to be their managers in the beginning. Yeah. And then they kind of get mixed up with like the friendship and the business sides. That can always be stressful. So yeah, it's definitely important to draw that line. You got to, man. You got to, you got to let them know what your expectations and have to know, you know, what's your expectations. And once y'all got a communication, a good line of communication, I think it, I think it can work, but I think in the beginning, and it also depends on your weakness too. Like if you're a person that you could, you can check your own emails, um, you're good with keeping up with things. I think in the beginning, you really don't necessarily need a manager. I think a manager only works is if you've got, once you start getting a lot of shit going for yourself and um, you may not have the, that, that time to do, take on all the tasks for yourself. So you may want to implement somebody and that could be a manager, be an assistant, whatever. But you necessarily, don't need a manager in the beginning. I'm gonna be completely honest mm-hmm. with you. So I see a lot of artists um, saying it's good to like get an LLC. Do you think that's a good thing to do if you're an independent artist? Your tax purposes, hell yeah, it's good to do. Um, <laughs> and th- and I think people say that without any type of context behind it. The only reason it's good to get an LLC is just for taxes. Um, mm-hmm. You can write off certain things on with an LLC, um, you're not going to get as hit. You're not going to get hit as hard as you would if that was all just personal income, you know, because it's your business, and um, that's really it. That's the main reason mm-hmm. for an LLC. To be completely honest with you, is for taxes, um, mm-hmm. and you want to get a touring LLC as well. Um, that's for taxes as well, and you want to get insurance on that fucking LLC. You want to get you want to get touring insurance, um, damn, because yeah especially when you get to a level to where you having, you know, a good crowd of people out because people get hurt and motherfuckers can sue you and you mm. want them, you don't want them suing you personally. You want them suing, <laughs> you know, your business. So, you know, it, it's so many, um, so many, it's so much shit, man, to this shit. Dude. That's another thing about the independent. You got to know, you got to, I mean, independent or label, make sure you know the business. And some of this shit is kind of complicated. Um, it can get complicated, but it's always a learning process, man. Sometimes you're gonna fail, but at least when you fail, just make sure you learn from your failure. You're not, you're gonna, you're gonna catch some L's. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> just learn from the L's you catch, man. That's the, that's the <laughs> best advice I can give you is, L's are good, but learn, if you're not learning from those L's, fuck, dude, just stop. <laughs> and something I've noticed is you especially when you're starting out you never really want Jesus to take the wheel because things aren't just going to happen for you if you're not actually continuously going out and doing these different events promoting investing into yourself so that's something that I feel artists sometimes they kind of get upset that things don't happen right away but you know there's some artists that take some 10 20 years to actually get to a point where they're actually happy in life they know? do man um, shit to be honest with you I was rapping. I started rapping when I was a teenager, um, and I started probably taking it. I, I started taking it super serious, like consistently making songs and doing shows. Probably at 
maybe 23 or something like that, 22, 23. Now, I didn't really mm. have any somewhat what success, like the beginning was probably like, shit, dude, maybe like until 2011 and 12, some shit like that. And um, it's still a consistent grind, like even right now, like I've been mm. doing it professionally now since 2011, 2012, and it's still, it's still a consistent grind. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm where I want to be. Um, so I'm still, I'm still grinding and that's, shit, what's that? That's damn near 10 years now. I mean, if you, if you take in 2003 to, that's damn near 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So it's, it's a consistent grind, man. Um, some people get lucky. Some people can do the little Nas X shit where they might have lucked up on a fucking song and they just, you know, or did some viral mm. shit and it just smashed the fucking, you know, the world. Sometimes you can get yeah. lucky, but that, you know, that's a rare. You just yeah. never know. What are your uh, What are your opinions on Takashi since he's been back? Um, <laughs> I don't really. I didn't like him when he was here. I just don't like him, yeah. man. I don't really give a fuck about the snitching shit or none of that. Um, I'm not one of those like. I don't know his fucking business. I don't. You know. I don't really. I don't like him. It don't have any. It don't have anything to do with the snitching shit. I just don't. He remind me of those dudes in high school, like they would talk all this fucking shit, <laughs> but they would be talking all this shit around a teacher, and mm. um, you just couldn't wait to catch him outside. And there was a different story when you catch him outside. I, I just don't like his energy that he put out, bro. I don't. Yeah. I've heard some songs he put out. Some of the songs are cool. It's neither here nor there to me. Um, but I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't like him. And it has nothing to do with the snitching. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. He can snitch on it. anybody he want to snitch on it. It has nothing to do with my disliking of him. I just don't. I just don't fucking like him. Yeah, I don't really like his music either. I don't get why um, Nicki Minaj keeps working with him, but I think it's kind of weird to me. I think she may see benefits from it. You know how shit is. It's something she wouldn't work with him if it wasn't beneficial for her. I think that's mm. why she works with him. Um, I think you get right. to that place as an artist to where. Some people choose wisely, some people don't. Some people, you're just looking for something that's, that's beneficial for you as a fucking artist. So if Takashi 69 reach out to her, she know that's fucking beneficial. Um, if I reached out to her, it's not fucking beneficial for Nicki Minaj to do a song with Jaren fucking Benson right now. <laughs> but with Takashi 69 is, yeah, fuck yeah, it's crazy. He's, a, you know, he's the what hottest. Is- you can hate him or not, but he's the talk of the fucking topic, you know. Um, yeah. I just don't like him. That's it. I I yeah. I, I, I can uh, I, I have no problem with saying like he, he's he's got a shitload of fans. He's he's got some success. I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm just not a fan of him. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I just don't like him. Dude. Yeah, I I understand your um, Nicki Minaj point. Like I think for like maybe even like maybe like five to ten years, he was like the only like really prominent female rapper. You know, and yeah. then like. Now we have like Doja Cat, Summer Walker. We got Meg The Stallion, yeah. City Girls, Cardi all B. those doll girls, Cardi B. Yeah, it, it's a it's like a, a lot of female rappers <laughs> right now kind of popping. Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. I, I I think it's also weird to think that like I kind of feel like rap is old at this point, but it's still like really new. Like if you think about like 
in a sense, like the grandfathers of rap or like the OGs of rap, they're still around. It's not like they're all dead either, you know? Yeah. Like they can still they can still connect with them versus like you're not going to be connecting with like a country star who is good in like the 1920s or something. Exactly. You know? I mean, relatively, it, it is still young compared to, um, you know, it would have started in like 79, 80 compared to like mm-hmm. what um, country, folk, all that shit was like hundreds of years you know what i'm saying old so it's like uh yeah relatively it it still is it is young also i also want to say this about takashi one last thing i'm gonna get up (laughs) also not a takashi hater to where i'm gonna go out my day i'm gonna go out of my way to bring light to how much i fucking hate him like making with the instagram post and always making negative comments about him like i don't think linda hogan's different though you know how to do that like uh, I see what Meek Mill you know they always taking these jabs uh, at him and shit that shit don't do anything but just bring more light to him like if you don't like him you just don't like him you ain't gotta even be vocal about it it's like I just don't fuck with him yeah I think he's using that to his advantage though to like it helps him talk and all this guys. yeah it helps him like I wouldn't if I was you if you guys really don't fuck with him on the whole snitch shit don't even like bring light to it just don't fuck with him that's it like, you don't have to like be so vocal about it and I'm not also one of those people that's, that's, that's like no one should fuck with Takashi I don't I don't want to ban Takashi I don't give a right. fuck what he do like if he want to make music he want let him make music like but I don't think he should be banned or canceled or anything like that I don't think certain people shouldn't fuck with him if you don't like him you just don't like him but don't go on this campaign and trying to like like hey we're canceling Takashi like it's not working, though. You can't cancel. When uh, when he first came out, uh, like a, a jail, like a few months ago, um, one of the, one of the first articles about him was Jay Z might be signing him to Rock Nation. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> no way! I don't think that's gonna happen. That's crazy. <laughs> if Jay did that, that's crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> I remember hearing that too. I remember thinking. I remember hearing like the rumors that Jay was gonna fucking sign him. Um, nah, it didn't happen. But now nah, he's having. He's having success on his own. So, yeah, I'm not one of those, like, let's ban Takashi guys neither. Like, mm. like hey, let him let him do his thing. If he, you know, fuck it. For sure. <laughs> we got to say that a few times so the media is not like, Jaron Benton, fuck Takashi. <laughs> no, even if, the, even if the media want to put, they can put that out there too. I mean, that's, hey, that shit don't do nothing but help me out. Shit. <laughs> hey, since he, hey, I'm going to use his ass for clout too. Fuck it. Fuck the, he slides into your DMs. Yeah, fuck a, hey, shit. If, if me mentioning his name helped my shit out, fuck him. <laughs> Go with Man. it. <laughs> so, did you ever think you'd be signed to Rock Nation? Like when you first started out, was that even a dream of yours? Or like, no, I mean, it, it wasn't. You know, I'm gonna tell you what. I literally—that's crazy. We saying it because I I went back independent uh, this year, January. Mm. I, I actually went back to doing some projects independent but no I did not have no idea I would ever be signed to Rock Nation it never was it's not a it wasn't a dream of mine um Mm. the dream aspect is just I definitely also always wanted to do something with Jay-Z um so I think in the sense of it's that it's sort of like history for me it was like you know I was I put out a project um couple songs with you know under Jay-Z shit and, it, and I respect that like that that's that was just dope for me in a sense that just doing that but yeah you know, I'm gonna tell you what's crazy I 
you know, with Rock Nation, you hear Rock Nation. I used to hear Rock Nation back in the day. I always used to forget that Jay was connected to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a dope opportunity, man. And um, it, it's bragging rights now. So yeah, I can I can I can say that. Like, hey, I was I was fucking over there with with Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Did you uh, get to meet him before you leave? You left at least? Now you know what's crazy, man. Um, I. <sighs> Yeah, man, it was. I'm gonna tell you, I, I signed something that said I can't disclose information uh, about them if they, because I, I, they didn't let me go. I asked them, I, mm, I begged them for years. You wanted to leave? Yeah, just I want to go back, and that goes back to what we were saying. Um, uh, just where I was, rock. Ah, shit. Okay, I'm, okay, I can say this personally about myself without saying okay. any personal thing about because I don't have anything negative to say about Rock Nation either. Um, mm -hmm. Where I was in my career, the way that a major label works, um, if they were not going to do anything to like skyrocket my shit to the next level, like mm -hmm. hey, we're going to put you on a fucking song with Rihanna, some shit like that. <laughs> um. I couldn't afford to be stagnant and I couldn't afford to sit and go with label protocol. Um, I just couldn't afford it. Um, yeah. So I ended up asking, can I, you know, let me go back to just doing an independent. At first, you know, I got a lot of pushback. They didn't, they didn't, um, you know, they didn't, they, I, in the beginning, it was like, no, fuck no, you're not, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> and, um, it just took some time, man, but they had a lot of things going on on their side, too. Um, a lot of transitions with the inner circle within Rock Nation. Um, so it was like they were kind of like, I, I wish I could talk more, man. I honestly can't because yeah. I just signed this fucking shit. That was, my, that was a part of my deal. If they let me go, yeah. I can't say anything about Rock Nation, but I don't have anything negative to say. I just don't want to say anything. Right. case it fucks up you know in case it's like you know hey you went you went against this we're gonna sue you i don't but it's nothing negative um can you just tell me at least if you actually like title or not i don't really like title i i never you know what damn i didn't i never i never really <laughs> fuck with title i never i i downloaded it one time and i think i downloaded it just to see a jay-z interview um mm. I'm just an app. Me personally, all those streaming networks are just what you're used to. I personally was always an Apple Music guy just because I always had iPhones and shit like iTunes. that. So I always started. So I just never transitioned from Apple. So not, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't a title guy because I never really fuck with title like that. I always was straight right. Apple Music. So did you actually at least make some like good memories or maybe even know like some like drama that you can just hold on to yourself like from being in part of rock nation like did you get like some like cool memories and stuff you know oh yeah i got cool memories um only drama i got was i don't have any it, it was no drama man um everybody <sighs> everybody i'm gonna be honest with you bro everybody over there and i'm not even just saying this just on some <laughs> political sh correct shit mm -hmm. everybody over there was super fucking cool man like um everybody was cool bro it was just it I was just too stagnant. I felt that I was too stagnant and um, I just couldn't afford to be stagnant. You know, we put out a project 
we put out Yuck Fu with them. They wanted to do another one, but um, it was just that that pro that whole protocol shit is just is just it works if you like a Kendrick Lamar and you fucking like got you sold platinum fucking records. You could take time to kind of chill and and you know not put a project out. But with the day's climate, it's sort of like if you're not on a major radar and you're and you're trying to keep yourself afloat. You gotta keep putting out music. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, yeah. You know, I think that's why people are doing freaking like TV show host shit now and stuff like that. Yeah, know? yeah, man. Also, with labels too, you gotta think. Also, not only do you gotta go through the protocol situations of of like, you know, you want to put a song out, you gotta give them three weeks so they gotta approve it. You also gotta go through getting a budget approved. Um, mm. If you want to get a bigger budget and shit, it's so much politics behind it. And I don't even want to say politics. It's just so much. Like I say, I I always use the word protocol because I think politics is more so kind of has a negative vibe to it. Not politics. It's just that's just the way it is. It's sort of (laughs) like if you work a corporate job, there's certain things you have to do at that job, regardless if you like it or not. If you want to keep the fucking job, you got to do certain things and that's what it's like. It's like there's certain things you have to do in certain ways you have to go about doing things on a major label versus being mm-hmm. independent. So when you're on a major label, do like, do you get a hold of all those different artists though and can just be like, oh, I want this guy and this guy to be on nah, my song? That's a misconception like, too. Um, I think that's uh, in general, even if you, even labels definitely could reach out to the artists on their roster but the artist mm-hmm. on the roster has to want to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to make the mm-hmm. artist like, if I want to do some shit, I always say Rihanna. I don't know why I keep saying it. I think because I want to smash low key. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I, I think what what that is, is the artists have to fuck with you. Like, they could be like, hey, we got this song, Rihanna, we think you'll love. But she don't want to fuck with it. She don't have to fuck with it. I think that's a misconception about labels is, uh, and that was a problem going back to like when I was with Funk Volume and when we first did a deal with Warner Brothers, I think we kind of had this expectation that where they were going to mm. start making this shit happen, this, this, that shit happen. And it don't really work like that at all. They can pull definitely pull some strings for you, but it's not like what you think. And I think a lot of artists, if you ever get on a major label, I think you'll kind of figure, you'll see that like, oh, this is nothing like what I fucking thought. It's sort of like, I think all that type of shit is just like, um, just a fantasy to the unknown. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of like when you think about, yo, it's like, I'm gonna be a fucking NFL player, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And there's nothing like that, dog. It's like, you gotta train, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a lot of shit that you don't see that's in front of you that is sort of like, oh, oh, wow, oh, this is it. But go back to Rock Nation. I don't, everybody, I'm gonna be honest with you, everybody was cool. I don't have any negative, anything negative or no drama, no, nothing like that over yeah. there. Uh, nothing you, fucked up to say about him. You gotta be jealous of that Jay Electronica got that whole album with like Jay-Z on like every single song. Yeah, but you gotta think like, Jay Electronica has a personal relationship with Jay-Z. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If I had a personal fucking relationship with Jay, that would be awesome. <laughs> like Jay, I think mm-hmm. if Jay Electronica would have put that album out on any other label, he still could have had 
Jay-Z. Like, that's a that's some personal yeah. shit. That's not like some label shit to where, hey, we got this artist named Jay Electronica, Jay. Let's do a side. You know, that's some shit Jay-Z has to want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. Jay-Z has to fuck with you to do a, a joint project. I think that that they have a friendship or brotherhood that's beyond music. Mm. And I think that's how that happened. I don't think that was some old, I'm signed to the label. Let's put you with, you know, I, I think labels and shit may work like that back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, back in those days, because that was the whole purpose of them back then. They were like, we'll find an artist and we'll develop that artist and we're going to do things for that artist to get him to the top, like to where the, whether that be, you know, hey, we're going to get this artist on this TV show. Or, hey, we got Michael Jackson singing a hook on this. You know what I'm saying? Like back then, yeah, yeah. there was more so an artist development to where that type of shit was a necessity in the industry to where like the NFL kind of. Yeah, in the sense that you break that down when you say like the NFL. It's like the it's like the fantasy. It's like you were saying how like everyone in high school or middle oh school yeah 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 yeah. They're like, I want to get to the NFL so I can be the superstar, and the NFL is gonna once I'm there, that's what's gonna propel me forward and be that guy. So I kind of think people, it might have been that way, like like Snoop Dogg basically, like he got like he got put on that label and then he blew up like that, you know, like yeah, it's like. Like, if Snoop Dogg probably was independent, he probably wouldn't have been as big if he didn't connect with, like, Dr. Dre. Like, Dr. Dre was maybe, like, that NFL for him, in a sense, you know? Like, Facts. But now, nowadays, like, you can blow up on TikTok, or you can Facts. blow up on SoundCloud. You don't need the labels anymore. But yeah. I still think it's cool to be part of something like that, you know? And that's what I'm, go back to what I was saying, those labels versus back then, that they, labels put way more money into artist development and they could they would you would have big budgets then and you could do shit like that like work with the oh we got you in the studio today with fucking teddy riley or some shit like that versus now it's like they're not really trying to unless you like a big artist they're not trying to blow budgets like that like it's really not they're not finna fucking pay uh uh, a new artist they're not gonna play um pharrell williams fucking half a million dollars to do a fucking track with some new artist they got on a label this you know this this you know you get what i'm saying but that's a weird that's a weird one because like i feel like pharrell like he does work with a lot of newer artists but i feel like he's formed relationships with like every single one with them also yeah i think that's all that's what i'm saying too it goes back to i yeah, think yeah. the artists that he do work with he has some sort of relationship that's another thing with this music business like it's all some of that shit is a lot of the times relationship based like let's say your manager may know this guy and that guy your manager may be cool for real and it's 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 so much yeah so much shit behind the scenes man that i don't think the average artist see but then but then again there are labels that may say fuck it you know what we believe this much in this artist we are going to pay we are going to get you in there with the pharrells we are going to get you in there so I take that back too. That they they do still do that, but an artist like myself, to where, you know, the deal that was structured for me, they're not going to spend. That I wouldn't want them spending. And, and let me say this too for artists too. You don't want that. You don't want that motherfucking label to spend a crazy budget on you because you have to pay that shit back. Oh. There's not a guarantee that you know, if you're in the studio with certain producers that this song is going to do, you know, that song may numbers. not even, yeah, exactly. The song may not even do numbers like you expected. And now you're in the fucking hole. You gotta pay that shit back. So 
you kind of is you gotta think of what's cost efficient too man to where you don't have to burn through your fucking budget on on mm. on the on the smoke and mirrors type shit so how'd you get that um the feature with jay park like that's actually crazy like i didn't the thing that i've uh, noticed like with um seattle is there's actually a lot of big named artists that have come from seattle that you don't even realize they're from Seattle, which is weird. Like I just like I'll, I'll the thing with me because I'm like I'm probably eighty interviews deep now. It's like since I've started, so that's that's quite a few. So I've and before this, like I've always been into music, but I just didn't see the music scene in Seattle. So that's why I started this to like because like if I'm such a big hip hop fan, music fan, and I don't understand what's going on in Seattle, then the normal person who doesn't spend as much time as me on hip hop blogs is not going to know what what's happening in Seattle either. And I just been finding like crazy artists. Like I didn't know who Jay Park was until a few months ago, and I'm like, he's some K-pop star that has yeah. over a million, like a couple million of followers. He has his own record label, and all this shit. I'm like, what? I didn't even know who that was. But like, how'd you, how'd you get that interaction so, with him? Now I'm about to contradict myself. Um, <laughs> the label did that, but uh. <laughs> you got to think Jay Park um, was an artist that was trying to. He's trying to break. He's pop, he, you know, he's a fucking superstar um, in Korea. Um, he's now getting, he, he's getting to that status in America. So, him on Rock Nation, he's he's also trying to, you know, um, make his way in, in in this market. So it wasn't like trying to get Jay Park was different from trying to get Rihanna. I'm going back to, <laughs> um, but now the reason the reason why Jay Park came up was actually it was an idea from. Um, uh, my A and R at the time, and it actually went because of the Yuck Food project. The way I did the project was sort of like, um, you know, because it, it sounded Chinese. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an Asian inspired type of, um, and I always wanted to do that because you know um, the producer I was working with, my producer at the time, Kato, he's Korean, and so I always used to tell him, I was like, yo, why don't you take advantage of like your culture? I was like, you. you I used to tell him like you, you seem like you try to like stare away from the Korean mm. shit. I was like, yo, just take advantage of it. Like we should be doing shit. You should be implementing um certain shit from your culture in these beats. And I was like, fuck it, let's try it with this project. Um and so that's why it kind of had an Asian theme to it. Um and I kind of wanted to reach out to a, a, another dope Korean artist um to be a part of it too. So um Bree at the time does the A&R she was like uh, yo fuck it let's see if Jay Park want to jump on and I was like oh fuck <laughs> yeah yeah that's perfect fuck yeah <laughs> and then um, she reached out to him and he listened to the song and he fucked with it and it was dope he, he did his verse and the shit came out super dope so it was yeah. so it was sort of like it was a, it was going in that direction and you know he was also a, a, mm-hmm. a new artist that was trying to you know make his way in the, uh, in the American uh, market or maybe you pulled the I know a Korean guy card and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, but the, yeah, the Rock Nation, Rock Nation made that happen, man. Brief specifically Damn. because it, I will say it was her fucking eye. It was, that was the person that came to her, her mm. attention. Like even with the, even with the, I don't need you to video um, the song with me and Hobson. I have Korean mm. subtitles in this shit. Um, uh, yeah. The whole fucking 
design of that whole project is a lot of um, Asian inspired. Um, and I want I wanted to pay homage to it. I didn't want to like do some clown shit or anything disrespectful to him. <laughs> um, so I just kind of, you know, I didn't want to do that stereotypical bullshit racist um, Asian <laughs> culture shit. I wanted to like really be authentic and like say, yo, mm -hmm. let's take it there. Like, you know, cause that's what's so dope about hip hop now. It's like Asian kids doing hip hop. Um, white kids doing hip hop it's so fucking broad now to where i want to i want to mm -hmm. take advantage i want to you know fuck it let's go yeah dude and that um that bmw in that in the cover art that's a crazy looking car <laughs> yeah and now you know whose car that is that is an asian kid's car of um, course yeah you know what <laughs> um he's actually a fucking lawyer shout out to eddie man um uh, he had like a bunch of fucking like I kind of always wanted to use like an old school B fucking MW like those old school mm -hmm. like dope boy New Jack City style Mercedes and BMWs and I couldn't find nobody in Atlanta that had it and somebody's like hold up fuck I got a homie that's got Ferraris and fucking Cato actually was like I got a homie that's got Ferraris old school BMWs and he brought this shit through man and um, that was the vibe I was going for man just like like I said very Asian influenced Mm -hmm. kind of vibe bro it's crazy though. I don't know if anyone else is going to make this connection but when I was listening to I keep forgetting what is it, what is your new project called The Mink, the Mink Coat, Coat Killer? Killer yeah yeah okay so yeah I listened to that and I listened to Yak Fu and like the first lyric on the um, on your new project you're like I don't like the way the 350s fit on my feet yeah and then in the photo on the BMW got you got 350s on yeah <laughs> I was like yeah. oh I see you <laughs> I still don't like the way the 350s fit me but I like them oh my god it's like yeah, the dude. shoe that I, lo I love I'm a Yeezy fanatic I probably got yes yeah, so many fucking Yeezys it's fucking ridiculous um mm. speaking of Yeezys as you can see right now yeah, hey subtle flex I, oh shit I got a I got my Adidas socks uh. on and then like then I got Adidas um, shorts on. Yes, man, we represent, <laughs> man. They ain't even gonna throw us no yes. dollars for this shit. <laughs> Yo, uh, but no, yeah, I, I don't like the way they fucking fit, man. Um, but I like I, I like them. I dig them like a motherfucker. Yeah, their sizing's really weird. So um, I'm like a ten. So I got a I, my first pair of Yeezys was the Sesame's, and I got them in ten, and they like were too tight. And then yeah. all my friends were like, no. You just have to stretch them out. You'll get used to them. Like a few months went by, and nope, these do not feel comfortable. You gotta so what go I did up is, a half size on them shits, bro. Yeah, and sometimes even the, a half size is still tight. Um, it's like you gotta go up either full, like the Yeezy shit. Some of them Yeezys they don't got the size, and like, like even with these, mm -hmm. I had to go up um, a half size. And if I would have went with my reg, my reg, I couldn't even get my foot in my regular size with those kicks, man. Damn. Um, yeah, I got the, and I also, so I have two, I have the Sesame's and the Statics, and then I have the, the, the 700's, the Wave Runners. Yeah. Those ones are hella comfortable. Yeah, the Wave Runners, the only ones that I can wear that actually mm. fit true to size. All the yeah, other yeah, ones, yeah. you gotta go up either a full size or a fucking half size, bro. They do get sweaty, though, in the fucking summertime, in my opinion. Cause like, you wearing without walking. socks? No, do oh, you? Nah, nah, dog. I can't, you know, I can't do that, man. Nah, I, I don't see. I just get sweaty feet. I, you one of those? Because I, I think you was about. I, I could. I'm putting words in your mouth. Were you about to say you take the insole out and put your foot in them? I only did that with the first pair of these I got because then it made it a little bit bigger, so a little bit more room. It, but I, I like to keep 
I kept I like to keep everything intact because then it's like more value, I guess. Or like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Now I'm a I'm a Yeezy I'm a Yeezy shoe fanatic, man. I probably own like at least sixteen to seventeen pair of Yeezys. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the? Do you have every type of Yeezy too? Like the? Yeah, I got the, all types of Yeezys. I want the the glow in the dark ones. Those I, ones I got them. Cool. I got the, I, got the oh I mean, I got like shit. Even these joints, these joints that I got on my foot, they glow in the dark. Like these, oh, these shit, shit, these they glow in the dark. Yeah, the, I got the black ones too. Um, I got another glow in the dark three fifty. The, the they're like super green. Yeah. yeah, those are the basketball shoes, aren't they? Yeah, no, nah, these like the low top. These I think they call what the fuck they call these shit the azalea, 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 some huh. shit like that. They you have like to this. admit though, they've been. They've been dropping some terrible colorways lately, though. Yes, bro. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, I, the new shit they bought, the last thing they dropped, I think it was, they're actually about to drop the basketball shoe mm. on the 25th. I got to get that. Okay. I got to get that shit. What about the Crocs? Are you going to get those Yeezy Crocs? I'm going to get them just for the fuck of it, man. I fuck with them. They like, <laughs> I don't like them, but then I like them at the same time. But I'm going to grab mm. them. Just because they're so, like, they look like some shit I've never seen. So it's like, I, I gotta get them. Fuck it, man. Yeah. I'm gonna grab them. Hell yeah. I want to get the the shoe I don't have yet or the, those Fear of Gods with Nike collab. I don't dig those them, man. Are... I'm the only person uh, that don't like those shoes, bro. I don't like uh, them. Oh my gosh. They look like ninja shoes. They They're do. so cool looking. Like <laughs> It's like something Superman would wear like with his like, full um, leotard outfit it's shit. It's definitely a superhero ninja style shoe that like it could go with the fucking... <laughs> I just found out, matter of fact, speaking of superhero, that the first movie Batman, the one with Michael Keaton, that, that was a Jordan, mm. I think a Jordan 5 he had on. And they just oh. like put like a fucking... He had a black Jordan 5 on and they put like the... They kind of oh, atta- attached wow. the boot to it, attached like the mm. top of it to make it look like a black boot. But yeah, motherfucker had Jordan fives on, bro. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite Jordans are. I only like the 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 Jordan ones actually. I don't really like any of the other ones. Come on, bro. Yeah. I'm a I'm gonna be honest with you. I was kind of late to the Jordan party, but mm. all the retro Jordans are fire, bro. Like you don't like the cement fours. I, too many people have them. They're so fine. They yeah. do, even the black cements and the white cements. Even I don't even give a fuck if everybody got them. They just so fire. It's <laughs> just like I need uh, the I need the off white stuff. I don't have any off white shoes. I have like clothing, but like, do you have any of those off white Jordans or anything? Hell yeah, dude. I got the off white. Uh, of course. I just got the off white Jordan five. I can. I, I, I'm gonna say this shit. I'm one of those dudes. I don't know how, man. By the grace of the shoe gods, man. I've been getting everything. I, I luck up and I get everything straight retail. I hadn't really been paying like, oh. I hadn't been paying fucking aftermarket for shit, bro. Jesus. Do you know people or are you doing it like online? Online, or? dog. I don't, I'm, hey, the shoe guys be blessing <laughs> me, bro. Damn. Yeah. You need to, you need to talk to Trinidad James like a few years ago. He dropped an interview and said he spent like over a million dollars on just shoes alone. I probably, and I was like, I, I probably spent my shoe collection at least gotta be close to a hundred thousand, man. Jesus, I'm no, I'm not do you have a like a room for it? I, I gotta. I'm in the process of. I'm about to get a new spot, so I don't really have a lot of room. Mm. I got. I just. I got the fucking divorce. So I, at my house, I got. I'm still saying my house, not my fucking house. My ex-wife crib. Oh, no. I still got a fucking basement full of fucking shoes. 
Um, I got two clock. It, it's not enough room. It's crazy. It's not. It's, it's not enough room. I don't know. I got to put these shits in. I'm scared to put them in like a storage or some shit like that. I'ma just. Yeah. I just gotta. I'm about to get a new crib so I can make sure I get some shit that's gonna fit all of my fucking shoes. Yeah, just make sure she doesn't throw them out before you get that. Nah, she, you know it's crazy. She was uh, I'll tell you some crazy shit. She had some people renovating like the basement, and I had all those boxes of shoes, and I'm like, oh fuck. I I, I hadn't even went down there and checked to see if they stole any fucking thing. I'm pretty oh. sure they probably came up on some shit because she specifically oh, shit. had to fire them because they were stealing weed. So I didn't. Uh. Yeah, I didn't. I need to check and see if these motherfuckers went through them boxes. Ah, shit. They probably got All you have me. to do is like, what you can do on your phone now is you can like take a picture of it, and then like your phone will like show how much those go for, like just on your camera, like my oh really Google Pixel, yeah. So I could just like take a picture of like a pair of pants or a pair of shoes, something that's really recognizable, and then it'll come up with like, the price. So what if they Get just the like took pictures of, of here, bro? So what is yeah. that? So I got an iPhone. So what do I got to do? To, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I think I think you just like for me, you just take a picture and then you hold down on the image. Oh word, that's crazy. I need yeah. to know. You that's... learn some new shit every day. Yeah. Wow. So be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm pretty sure Dude. I got got. So it's all good. Oh, all the shit, Dude. all my shit that I really would cry. I tell you, I got got one time, bro. I had. Uh, I was on a video shoot, right? And I should have fucking knew somebody. So the video director kept telling me to get everything out of my car. Like she kept saying that. Like, hmm. Car's locked. I don't give a fuck. But it was a lot of like DPs and shit on the set. And hmm. I had I had six pair of Jordans, all retro Jordans. I had the um, Bordeaux. I had um, the Jordan si- infrared sixes. Um, oh. I had. Um, I had these snakeskin kind of like premium Jordan 4s. Um, I had this other pair, like the championship shit, to where they got the like little ring on it. Um, I had oh, them. Oh, shit. Because I was going to change yeah. shoes and shit on a video. Um, after the video, bro, I went to my car. Somebody broke in and got all of them. Yeah. Shit. Got my dream is My dream is to eventually... um. Get like a custom pair of shoes by the Sioux Surgeon. That guy makes some sick shoes, dude. That motherfucking crazy. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, the the game he has like a he did like one of those like cribs thing like where like they tour your house or whatever. I saw it. And the and the game has like a pair of Air Mags and like a bulletproof case. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Dog, it was a dude. Damn, motherfucker, lucked up. It was you know how you can buy those storage units, right? Like if mm-hmm. um someone hadn't paid the monthly cost for their storage unit, he sell oh, them. So a motherfucker ended up buying one of them. You know, you can pay, I don't know how much they go for, but whatever's in that storage is yours. Mm-hmm. Those six pair of fucking air mags and bitches, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn. Brand new brand new box of the Marty McFly Back to the Future oh. joints, bro. So he so whoever bought that just came up like crazy damn i bet that guy was just like the owner of that storage unit was probably just like overseas and forgot about it for a month or some shit and then it's like i would have <laughs> i, I would have cried bro i would have came back i would have <laughs> fucking cried like oh no because them shit you can't 
them ain't them ain't no joint like the Jordans. All the Jordans that I got stolen from me, I I bought them all back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So rep and the I probably you know they probably was like three to four hundred a shoe, right? Mm-hmm. Those Air Mags are like twenty five fucking thousand. So that's some shit. shit fucking to, car. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't about to you ain't getting them shits back, man. Unless you just got it like that oh, to where yeah. you know even just chomp. I, I wouldn't even want to do it. I was like, fuck that's fuck it. Is a lost cause. Oh so a few more questions. Yeah. Um, I feel like because I, I was I, like I'm telling you, I do like a lot of research on every single guest. I like I watch interviews on a guest's friend to see what, if they say anything about the guest or anything like that. I do a fuck ton of research. Yeah, that's so dope. I like watch I wa- I watched this um, Tech Nine interview like right like it was like a year or so after Funk Volume dissolved. Yeah, and he was saying he was saying that like he'd love to sign like any of you guys but like it was just the wrong time because everything that was happening and he didn't want like to have any BS or anything be like him have to talk about Funk Volume because he just signed you guys or anything like that Yeah. but now that it's been a few years you've been on Rock Nation like is that even something you consider now to be part of Strange Music if it was like a good deal and if it, how would that work? If it was a good situation I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to it at all um Tech Nine is super cool, man. I know everybody over there. Um, everybody over there is super cool, man. Um, no, nah, it definitely would. I wouldn't be opposed to to doing some mm. shit with Strange Music, man. Dude, Seattle loves Tech Nine. Like he comes a lot, actually. Yeah, like, everybody his loves Tech Nine. Yeah, he always got some dope. I, w- I was on tour with him. Me and Freddie Gibbs, we did a tour <sighs> with him. Um, shit, dude, we did like seventy-eight days, bro. Damn. Straight. We did seventy-eight days, and we only had like three to four days off. The rest of it was straight. Just that's how hard they go. It's straight show, show, show every night, every night, every night, every night, every fucking Damn. night. Seventy some days, bro. Have you listened to Freddie's new album? Yeah, that shit dope. Dude, the Alchemist is fire. The Alchemist always been one of my favorite producers, bro. I've been trying to work with that dude for a minute. I remember we I met him at South. Alchemist is one of those dudes. I'm gonna tell you some crazy shit. Okay, before Run the Jewels. And before, before Freddie Gibbs put out um, the pinata, I still had an email. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking post this shit one day. So <laughs> my manager was like, yo, I was telling him, I was like, I wanna kinda do a project with a producer. And my manager was like, yo, just give me the list of the producers you wanna do these projects with. Um, I put LP, I put Mad Lib, yes. and I put DJ Premier, and I put, um, Alchemist, and it was one other person I put, but I say that to say, this email was like, I wanna say the email was maybe 2012. Mm. Run the Jews wasn't out, uh, Freddie Gibbs, and they never did Pinata, um, you know, DJ Premier and, and, and um, Royce the 59 they didn't do they, so it was like, damn. Prime. Oh, the last artist I put was, um, um, God damn, um, Ninth Wonder. Okay. Oh wow. Of course, you want all those good guys. Yeah. Too. So he. So we <laughs> end up hitting up all those art. We end up hitting them everybody up to see if we can. It was interested in doing a project. Um, the only person that was interested at the time was a uh, Knife Wonder, but he was busy working on somebody else's project. But he was, and I think at the time the dude that was managing me pissed him off. So I ended, we end up bumping into each other, and he ended up telling me why. The shit didn't work out. Um, but yeah, so I said it to say, like, that was now all those producers that I named end up working with 
uh, one particular, you know, producing the whole project of with one artist and the shit is, is, is it was your idea, man. They, they took your, they it, took you your email, saying? man. That's why I, I, this movie idea, I have to get it out before the universe steal it, man. Oh my God! You got to team up with Jordan Peele. No, there hasn't been an artist Bro, that's teamed that's up with the him person, yet. That's the perfect person for this TV show. This TV show is is next level. I'm telling you, if I'm successful at writing this shit and putting it out, I'm one of the. I'm going down as the greatest writer of all times for this TV show idea. Damn. Even if they just, even if someone buys it, I have to have the right person want to buy. It. Even if they buy it, and they, let's say, if Jordan Peele's like, I like this, I'm gonna buy this. I own this. Mm. Just long as you yeah. just give me that credit to say this idea would have never been launched if it wasn't for Jaron Benson. Just I wanted people to see how great this fucking idea is. It is amazing. <laughs> I tell you, bro. So, so with one of your first projects, did um, did you ever did he ever get to meet Kevin Bacon or has he ever even listened to that one project you put out? Or I wonder if he did, bro. That's my thing. Okay, so we're coming up on the anniversary. I think I put that project out. Is it, it was either. Damn, was it June? So I gotta do this shit soon. Hold up, look. I think, I think I might have put that project out in June or July. So, uh, one of my ideas, I'm gonna have all my fans hit up Kevin Bacon, flood his DMs, flood his comments to acknowledge this fucking project. Um, so anytime I said this before, so it was like one time, you know, they do a lot of movies in Atlanta, so. Um, it's always some fucking movie star here but everybody would run into kevin bacon bro and i everybody i would always get random calls from different friends like oh dog guess who in the restaurant kevin bacon and i never ran into him man i'm pretty sure he has to know this project exists yes <laughs> if i have kept the goal is to get kevin bacon to acknowledge this project damn i hope i did not miss the deadline to when this shit came out I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> when the fuck did I put out Free Basin with Kevin Bacon? Let's see. Free Basin with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, man. I, he has to acknowledge this project. I'm going to see how long I got. I put this project out in... Oh, June 28th. So I got like a couple weeks to Ooh. make this shit happen. So got time, man. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, yeah. I remember listening to that project. Dude, like, man. You and like... Hobson were probably some of the first artists. So the first artist I ever got into was Lil Wayne, and nope. then Eminem, then The Game, then Wiz, and then literally like Hobson and then you. It was like no, I remember like the first ten rappers I really got into, and it was it was crazy because like um because I didn't like know about hip hop groups yet when I when I first started listening to music and stuff. Yeah. So like when I was like ten or whatever when I first started listening to music, so I like I didn't know what Outkast was, but I'd be listening to them. And then I like I'd hear an Andre 3000 song, and I was like, "This guy sounds like someone else." And, I, and then I'd put it together that Andre 3000 was part of Outkast, and like all these like things would start connecting, or like, "Oh, Lil Wayne worked with this guy, and because he worked with this guy, that guy's connected with this guy." And then like you realize how big like hip hop's it's a huge gigantic web. Let me say and this, that's bro. That's what I love about hip hop. That's so dope that you do that because I was just complaining to, I was talking to Dane. Um, mm. I would like that's how I was. I got into hip hop at a young age. I was super young, like a little kid. Um, and I was just obsessed with it. But I was so obsessed to like you say, I would look at an artist like let's say if I'm listening to a new Snoop album and Snoop has a song with fucking it says featuring Daz and then I would connect it, oh Daz was on this. It was like he was connecting the dots and I would go back and listen to 
uh, Dog Pound album or a Corrupt album, or if I saw something like, yo, uh, this song's featuring Red, you know, I would I would be a fan yes. of someone and, and hearing the features, if I like that rapper, it would make me connect back, go back and check their discography out. Mm-hmm. And I was complaining, I was like, I feel like a lot of the young kids these days don't really do that. Cause you have, um, yeah. have artists, I remember one time me and Dizzy, we did a show in Australia. And it was me, Dizzy, and Hobson, and this chick came up to me and Dizzy, and she was like, yo, this is a time, you know, funk volume. I think this is our last tour. No, I think this is our first time in Australia, so it wasn't our last tour. And this chick was like, yo, I've never heard of you and Dizzy. But I'm like, yeah, we're fucking all over, you know, we're over Hobson's album, we're, over, we're on the tour, and it's, but to hear that is weird, because there's no, there's not been an artist that I've been a big fan of. And I can tell you exactly who's on that person's album. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that yeah. I, I felt like a lot of a lot of the new generation kids don't really do that. Like kind of go back like, oh shit, I'm gonna go check this artist out. He was on this, he's on that. Like that's how you would discover new music. Dude, I do that all the time. I listen to old music all the time. Um, I'll, I'll just admit it. I, um, I don't think it's bad that I didn't know who he was until the other day, but I didn't know who do you know who Dell the Funky Homo Sapien is? Yeah, bro. I, I, I didn't know who he was, and I randomly, um, I went on this playlist called, I have a Google phone, so I was like on Google playlists, and it was like storytelling music, and I like found like a song by him, and I was like so inspired just by hearing that, that like I reached out to his manager, and then within like two hours, I got a response. Like, Dell like is that. a fucking like, legend, bro. Um, His movements, so that's the whole hieroglyphic works. movements, bro, like those, that's a, when I was, like, I used to, I loved those dudes are super fucking fire, bro. If you do him, you do an interview with him, tell him that Jaron Benson For sure, man. says salute, and he's a fucking legend, and he don't get the flowers he deserves. But that's dope. I'm not surprised that you don't know who Dale the Funky Homo Sapien is, because how old are you? You're relatively young, right? I'm 19. You're fucking a teenager, yeah. So yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I'm, I still find shit like that out too, because I'm like, I'm heavy into like, just, just music in general, so mm-hmm. I'll, so I'm a, I'm a huge David Bowie fan, right? Yeah. But I remember when I first got onto Bowie, it was a one particular song, and then it was like, oh shit, I didn't, I may not have heard of this album. So I went back and just his decided, I went back to listen to like yes. all his old albums, and I was like, oh shit, this album. I didn't know David Bowie had did a funk album. I didn't know David Bowie did this album. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know there was so mm-hmm. many different layers to David Bowie. So I mean that's just that's what's dope about music though, man. So mm-hmm. you're 19, Dale. You wasn't even fucking born, I think. When Dale <laughs> the Funky Homo Sapien was even right. popular, <laughs> or you might have just been born. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, what year were you born? 19, yeah, 2000. He, yeah, Dale the Funky Homo Sapien's main. She was popping in like the 90s. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, he's still popping now, but he's he's still a legend, and I don't mean to say that to like shortchange him because he's a fucking legend mm-hmm. and I love him. But yeah, dude, and there's so many artists now. Like I got put on to another old artist. What's his name, dude? I just love music. I hear shit, and I just go For back sure. like, oh shit, I never knew this dude. It was a, it was a. Um, his name is I can tell you. I'm looking it up right now because I just got his <laughs> shit. Um, fuck, dude. Lee Moses. He's an old like. Uh, hmm. It's like an old. Um, I don't even want to call him blues. I don't even know. Like a soul. He's a soul artist. This shit's so mm-hmm. fucking dope. Um, but I just found out who he was. I didn't, This album that I got called Time and Places came out in like 1971. I wasn't even fucking Dude. born in 71. So 
That's what's dope 60s. about music, man. Timeless shit. You go back and just keep researching. Like, oh shit. The '60s is my favorite genre, actually, my era of music. Like Al Green, all those guys, I love Temptations, yeah. uh, Persuaders, um, Howard Melvin, all all those guys. Yeah, bro. I, I, I love those guys. And um, do you know who Mercules is yet? Like, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I don't know if he's. I know who Mercules he, um, is. He uh, actually, I actually really want to interview him. He's dope. Like his freestyle. Yeah, I and think stuff he's real insane. dope. He um, he put out a song with a. What I like to do is I like to connect people. Like I think it's awesome. Like with an, when an older artist starts connecting with like younger artists. Like someone who I don't think gets credit enough for it is like Charlie Wilson, dude. He connects yeah, with like he's still a huge cosign, and like yeah. he was popular in the '60s with like the Gap Band and stuff. Yeah, you know? and they fucking Gap Band, and now he's like doing songs with Snoop, Pharrell, Kanye, mm-hmm. and it still sounds yeah. dope. Tyler, even yeah, you know? Tyler like, the Creator, yeah. <laughs> He's got his Who'd song on the new that? shit. Yeah, and and he, and what's crazy? And the crazy thing is like, this guy sounds dope. This guy's old enough to be their grandfather, and he sounds <laughs> fucking dope as fuck still. God, yes. Yeah, man. So um, um, Mercury's just uh, connected with like Afro Man like a few months ago. I don't know if you've heard that song they put out together. I hadn't heard. Like, you know, it's crazy. I I know who Afro Man Man is. I hadn't really. I hadn't listened to, I mean, of course I'm familiar with the, the huge, I, you know, I got high song, but I don't really know. Code 45. I never heard that shit. I, I'm, I'm so behind the Afro man. I don't know anything about his shit like that. Loki, he was kind of, he's kind of a fad. I'm not going to lie. Is he? He's still a cool, he's still a cool guy, I guess. Yeah, no. But I, you I mean, should listen. I, but I, <laughs> I respect Afro man because his touring is crazy. It's like, I, I remember hearing about Afro Man just, just tour and he tour and he tour and he sell out mm. places where he tour. Um, I just had never got a chance. I never really just listened to a shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, my goal with this whole podcast is, of course, to spotlight Seattle, but I just want to, I want to connect everyone, like, um, whether it's putting an older artist that I've interviewed, whether, uh, so like I interviewed Goody Mob and then I interviewed Cujo separately because, he, um, Cooch, Cooch, they're amazing. They're, they're yeah. like, um, I interviewed, I interviewed them right in the perfect time, like, a, like a month or two ago. They were like releasing a documentary, so I got them right before the documentary, and then um, Cujo like put out an album like a few days later. So then, I did a solo interview with Cujo just to talk about the album. So I make sure I form like long lasting connections with everyone. Cause That's how you're gonna win, bro. I'm gonna tell you this. That's <laughs> how you're gonna fucking win. You're 19 years old, but you're a connoisseur of the arts of music and. There's no limit to like the fact that a fucking 19 year old kid is interviewing, <laughs> has an interest to interview Dale DeFongi, Homo Sapien, Cool Joe, Goody Mob. That's like you're interviewing like <laughs> just legends, dog. And so yeah. everyone is going to fuck with that. Like that's dope. Like I don't, I don't know any young art, uh, any young people that are, that are even, you know, because it's such this gap. It's such that young generation. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, fuck the old heads. And yeah, I don't even think it should be like that, man. Just you love mute that's what that's just that's dope bro so salute to you man yeah so but yeah i'm just i'm i'm, on, I'm honestly honored to like have done this interview with you man like I, I i've been listening to your music forever and just to see that you went from funk volume to rock nation put out all these songs and yeah. the thing that i really admire about you is like you the relationships and friendships you've formed over the years you've kept you know yeah like yeah, they're man. real relationships like with the schizo song, like one of your first songs, like Kate wasn't Kato in that yeah, song yeah, too. Yeah, like yeah, yep. fuck on the laptop, Kato, like Kato at the end of the music video. Yeah. 
yeah, dude, like that's old as fuck now. Yeah. And like you guys are still working together in 2018, still putting out a project together, like stuff like that. That's like yeah. very inspiring. You know, everybody, man, I'm I'm just like, um, you know, I hadn't worked. It was crazy. I hadn't even worked with K. I hadn't worked with Kato. We hadn't done anything since Young Fu. But what's even crazy is that I'm working with. I'm still working with producers. Um. Justin Patron, you'll see that name, but people don't realize he was one of the producers on like Huffing Glue and Hasselhoff and fucking Freebase oh. with Kevin Bacon. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just if I fuck with you, man, it's like I don't I'm not I'm not the dude that will get somewhere and like shit on everybody else that, you know, I kinda was coming <laughs> up with or that I that I if we made music together and, and, and I we were making dope music, what well, we should continue. For sure, man. That's awesome. Well, what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Um, don't get too inside of your head. That's my biggest advice. I've made the mistake and, and done that myself. And and what I mean by that is as an artist, sometimes you can have music and you just that's why I'm just kind of releasing shit now. All this shit, most of the shit I release is shit I just been sitting on. It's like, let's get it out. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> I don't care. Let's just put it out. I'm um, not saying you got to release every fucking thing you do, but I mean, don't get too into your head with this shit. Um, don't listen to so many people to where you take their advice. Like, um, I know you got a lot of, um, a lot of, what do you call these people? Um, I want to say internet influencers, or, you know, you have those music influencers <laughs> kind of telling people what they should or what they shouldn't be doing. And I'm not saying business wise. I'm talking straight creativity wise. No, yeah. by any means, and I, I keep stressing it because I know Dame has this shit called Music Entrepreneurs Club, which is a, actually, I advise anybody, if you're a new artist, listen to that because he gives some beautiful, great gems about the business. I mean, creative wise, like all mm -hmm. these people telling you, you should be doing that, you should be using this, you should be doing this as an artist. No, just get out of your head, do it, and put it out and then you learn from your L's. If you catch some L's here and there, fuck it. Don't take it that personal. Just learn from the L's and <laughs> keep moving. Don't get in your head. Don't let your head space allow you to put this negative energy on yourself and make you beat yourself up because you're not at a certain level. Just keep going, keep working, man. I'm gonna tell you some of the most illest shit that ever happened to me, some of the opportunities just came out of by me just doing shit and just being present and present in some of these places and opportunities, I might meet a person here, um, and I and that relationship turns into something else, and we end up, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, just don't get in your head, don't spend all this negative <laughs> energy beating yourself up. Just have fun with this shit. Of course, you're gonna put some whack shit out. It's cool. That's a part of this shit, man. <laughs> you'll you'll get better. Just always, always have this thirst to get better and and just experiment listen to all everything man don't don't just listen to rap like listen mm -hmm. to all just love music man listen to so much shit because there's so many things you can incorporate in this rap shit and you can take from other other genres as well so that's my advice man just just try not to try not to overthink and try not to be so negative on yourself stupid stupid yeah, stupid don't, <laughs> yeah don't don't do that i mean of course it's natural you may do it here and there but it's not the end of the fucking world, dude. You're, you, you're gonna probably make millions of fucking songs within your lifespan. Some of these shits. Now I got, I probably got like four to five albums that I've never in my life put out before 
shit start popping. I that, that suck now, but um, <laughs> you know, you'll make more shit. And I, I say that to yeah. say because those albums I made, and then I make shit now. So it's like, don't beat yourself up, man. Just keep going. Evolve. You want to evolve. evolve for sure. Keep pushing. Keep going. Just keep pushing, man. I'd like to see some more songs with you and Tech Nine. I think you only have like one out, like with Chris Webby or something. Yeah, we got one with like, Chris. I've reached out to Tech, man. Tech is a hard. You you, you go interview Tech. I want to, man. I I interviewed some. Sometimes what I have to do is like, and it's not. I never interview someone I don't want to interview. But sometimes I have to be realistic and be like, you know what? I can't get Jay Z right now, but maybe I can get someone else on the record label and become friends with them and work my way up. Interview someone else. Interview someone else. Interview someone else. Yeah. So like, um, back in like before BC before Corona, yeah, I um, <laughs> I uh, interviewed Struggle Jennings, who's like really close with Jelly Roll. Yeah. Who's been working a lot with um, Tech Nine lately. So I'm still trying to get an interview with Jelly Roll, and then once I get with Jelly Roll, most likely I can be like, oh, maybe I can get an interview with Chris, and then if I get an interview with Chris, maybe I can get an interview with Tech, things like that. Like you gotta, it's like it's like chess, but I never, it's, it's never like I'm using someone to get to another person because anyone that I'm interviewing, I really like, genuinely enjoy their music, you know? Yeah, man, that's dope. Yeah, um, I tried to, I reached out, Tech changed his number a couple times. I uh, reached out to him. <laughs> Probably maybe last summer to jump on some shit. Um, he told me to send it to him, and I think Tech at that time. Yeah, I think Tech tours so fucking much, and he's always working. We just, I'm pretty, I'm very positive in the future there will be uh, Jaron Benson and the Tech Nine collaboration in the working. I mean, I can just hit him up. Uh, you know, he's just always he's Tech Nine. Like we got it. He's the homie, so it's no. I got a relationship with him. We just got to make it happen. <laughs> there has to be, dude. Like, he puts out a project every few months, and each project's fucking, like, 30 songs long, and then he has, like, all these features. You got to be one of those features sometime. Put it know? out there, man. Put it out there, man. I'm going I'm to I'm <laughs> We got to do some other shit other than the shit me, him, and Chris Webby did. Uh, we will. Yeah, we dude, that's old. Will. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, sure. it is. We got to do some new <laughs> shit. Um, I, also, if I do a song with Tech, I don't know. I don't... I, I kind of, this is, I will say, some of it is my fault because everyone always said, you should get tech on this project. And I was like, now I always felt like I wanted the perfect, and that's me in my head, like the perfect song for me and tech. And I never mm-hmm. felt that I had, even though I reached out to him to jump on something, I only reached out to him to jump on it because Kato suggested it. And it was right. a song we was working on for a project Kato was putting out. And, um, I was like, fuck it, we'll get tech on that. But me personally, I always wanted it like to be just a, uh, it just had to, it just had to have a certain feeling and a certain vibe that I felt it was right. If I was going to get tech nine on a feature, because everyone always asked that, it, it had to be something that I felt it was fucking special. And I personally felt like I hadn't had nothing special that was like, I feel like I have tons of shit special. Let me not say that, but I feel like I hadn't had nothing special. <laughs> to present for, for him me and tech nine yeah there you go dude he's like a he's like the god of horrorcore at this point basically like i wouldn't i wouldn't make... really consider what he do with horrorcore i would just like yeah not even more but he's just he's just a legend at this point in yeah general, he, he's a you know? super legend bro tech Gosh. been doing it for a long time and you know I, I i know i was on the road with him for 78 fucking days so i got to soak up some game from him man um it was it was yeah. dope the cool guy man 
always been cool him and his um I think the last time I saw him was like a couple years ago he had a show in Atlanta um and I just pulled up on him and you know chatted with him after the show and, and pulled up always been cool man he always been cool we always just I had nothing negative to say about him or his camp man they just always been some down to earth super cool motherfucker it's been in Chris man that's dope well what is the easiest way for people to reach you Jaron Benton at everything man is Jaron Benton um Instagram Jaron Benton Twitter Jaron Benton Facebook I got a personal Facebook too man that I hate it that they even let you do that because I have not posted anything on my personal Facebook probably since 2012 is all I post everything on my fans so all that shit if you see shit on my personal I'm I just left it open for fans to just tag the fuck I don't I personally don't do anything right. on my personal shit just go to the mm. fan one that's where you'll find an interaction with me but it's Jaron sure. Benton <laughs> well this is the NAS podcast with Jaron fucking Benton God's favorite awesome <laughs> my man <laughs>